So a few weeks ago, I had a few errands to run and I was on a time crunch. So I had a very strategic plan on how I was gonna run all of my errands, which way I was gonna go. So I had it all mapped out. I needed to just go to the bank. I needed to quit the gym. Don't judge me. And I needed to go to Walmart, okay? And I don't um, love Walmart. I know confession time with Pastor Sarah. I'm sorry, there's something about Walmart and like we just, we do like this, we don't like mesh so much, me and Walmart. I don't know if it's cause it's like crowded and there's so many people and it's crowded and there's so many, and it just, it feels like overwhelming. And so I just, I'm sorry, I just don't love Walmart. And so I have this plan, I live in Fruita, so I'm gonna drive into town, I'm gonna stop by the bank, I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm gonna go to Walmart. So I'm driving and I'm thinking about Walmart and I'm thinking about how much I hate Walmart. And so I'm like, I have my list of like A, B, C, and D that I need to get. And so I'm mapping out in my mind how I'm gonna go through Walmart so that I can be the most efficient and quick so I can get in and get out. And so I'm driving and I'm, you know, mapping this out. I'm like, okay, if I go here and then I go here and then here and then that'll just make this big circle and I just get in and get out. And so um, before I know it, I'm sitting in the Walmart parking lot. I had completely passed the bank. I had completely passed the gym. I was so focused on how much I hated Walmart that I drove straight to Walmart and I didn't have time to like mentally prepare that I was at Walmart already. <sighs> and, and so not a big deal, okay? It's not a big deal. I roll, ugh, I have to do things backward. And now I have to like physically and mentally prepare to walk into Walmart. But it so reminded me of this truth that we are moving in the direction of our strongest thought. So wherever our thoughts are, that's the direction we're going. So it might not be for Walmart, you're not like so consumed with Walmart that you're just driving into the Walmart parking lot, but maybe for you it's college and you're so consumed with this goal of college and so you're taking the AP classes and you're doing the extracurricular things. Your mind is so focused on how can I get to college and what do I need to do for college? Or maybe for you, it's making the team. What team are you trying to make so you're going to open gyms, you're going to practices, you're getting your friends together, you're practicing so that you can make that team. Whatever it is, whatever that big, strong thought is in your mind, that is where your life is headed. So tonight, I wanna to share something with you that has completely, 100% changed my life. And it's this, our thoughts matter. What we think about matters. It matters more, our thoughts matter more than we can ever imagine. And you're like, why? What's well, a big deal, Pastor Sarah? No one can read my mind. Like, it's just me in here. Nobody's like, you know, fortune telling that we don't do that anyways, but like no one's reading my mind. So what's the big deal about why my thoughts matter so much? It's because how we think and what we think about is the way that our life is going to go. Where our thoughts lead, our lives follow. Our action and our behavior are a direct result of what we're thinking. It says in the Bible, Romans 8, 5 through 6, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind, it leads somewhere. It leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace complete opposite. So you can see here, there's this battle going on inside of us. There's this battle between our flesh, just our human nature, our sin nature, our just who we are. There's this battle of the flesh, our, our human desires, and there's a battle of our spirit, the one that is saved, the one that, that knows Christ. And there's this inner battle happening in us. So this verse is also telling me that we have a choice on who we are letting control our minds. Is it gonna be ourselves 
are we gonna let the spirit control us? This is also telling me that my inner dialogue, those thoughts, those things that are running through my mind matter because they're leading me somewhere. So let's just be honest, by show of hands, who talks to themselves? Come on. Yes, yes. Whether it's out loud or to yourself, we all do it. We all have this inner dialogue. We all talk to ourselves. If you talk to yourself out loud, you know, that's between you and yourself. So good, good luck to you. But, but it's actually really important that we are talking to ourselves. And sometimes our thoughts in that inner dialogue can be really pleasing and honoring to God. Sometimes it can be kind of yucky. It can be kind of negative or critical or fearful. So tonight, I wanna take a look at the most common ways we, we think. And so I wanna look at, at our thought patterns. This verse in Romans says, letting your sinful nature control you leads to death. Is your mind controlled by sinful, negative, critical thinking? Is it just me or can anyone kind of relate to having that like everything goes wrong, you're feeling frustrated, that inner dialogue is just like, you're just mad about everything that's happening to you. I'm sorry, but like, especially traffic, like, oh man, I really need me some Jesus when I'm in traffic and a yucky part of me comes out. And so I don't look very much like Jesus sometimes in traffic. It's a good thing we live in Junction and not a big city because that would be a problem for me. Anyways, so much of life isn't about what happens to you. It's about how you think about what happens to you. When your friend ditches you to have dinner with their family, not a huge deal, but how you think about that matters on how you're gonna treat that person the next time you see them. This inner dialogue begins first thing in the morning. So if our life is moving in the direction of our strongest thought, my question for you is, are you excited about the direction that your life is headed? There was a time in my life when I woke up and I wasn't excited about where my life was headed. I wasn't thrilled about the person that I was looking at in the mirror. I was so negative and I was so critical and I was just yucky inside. And it came to this point where it's like, I can't keep living like this. I am unhappy for no reason. I have a great life, but I just had this like yuck mentality and like I was living in my flesh a lot more than I was living controlled by the spirit. And my mind was just spiraling with these negative thoughts and I didn't know how to get out of those, those thoughts out of my mind. I felt stuck, I felt like in a trap. And it was so frustrating. My thoughts were wrong and I knew they didn't honor God and I knew that more than that, they weren't even true. So much of, of my thoughts were just lies and I didn't know how to fix it. I was in a heap of confusion, but why? I was saved, so like why was I having so much trouble with my thinking, with these ungrateful thoughts? I mean, come on, I'm a Christian, so I'm perfect, right? Because right? Christians are perfect. No? Okay. Okay. Right. So like, why was I struggling so hard with, with these thoughts? And so then I got some wisdom. I got some maturity and I learned some things, some very shocking things. And I learned this, that when I accepted Jesus as my savior, my spirit was saved and I knew my spirit was going to heaven but my mind was not saved. My mind was an all out heathen. It had like lost its ever loving, everything of sanity about it was just like out the window. My flesh still wanted its own desires. It still wanted its own ways, 
but my spirit deeply did want to please God, but my flesh was like, no, you want other things, you want worldly things, and my flesh is like, no, I want to please Jesus, and so I was just like stuck in this like, how do I get out of this? It was such a frustrating time. It was such a battle. So there's this incredible chapter in the Bible. I want you to go home and read it. It's Romans chapter eight. It talks so much about the, the spirit versus the flesh and I can't get into all of it tonight. I wish I could. It's so awesome. Go home and read it. If you are relating to anything I am saying, there you go, go. Um, but as I was like absolutely shocked by this like really embarrassing news that like my flesh was not so pleasing to the Lord, I learned something else that was shocking to me. And just don't judge me if you guys are like, Sarah, how did you not know that? I learned that I could choose what I thought about. I'm not kidding, that was so shocking to me. I thought my whole life, I grew up thinking that whatever popped into my mind, I just had to think about. Like it was just like, oh, negative yucky thought or ungrateful thought or whatever kind of thought. I just thought I had to think about it. And then I learned I can actually choose what I'm thinking about. And this changed my life. Because honestly, my flesh, my natural tendency is really negative. And that sucks. Nobody wants to be around a negative Nancy. Nobody wants to be my friend when I'm yucky and ungrateful and I'm complaining. I don't know about you, but I could use a little bit more of that positive thinking in my life. I could use a little bit more like, yes, we can do this. I am made and created when a bird poops on me. I don't think that would be my natural response, but, but it can be. It totally, totally can be. Because it's not so much like, like this, same things happen to the same guy, same two circumstances, two completely different responses, two completely different ways of thinking about the same thing. And it's not so much about the circumstance, it's about how you think about the circumstance. Again, like it says in Romans 8, letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And these are really two extremes, but you get the idea. You can relate to one or the other and how you more naturally tend to think. And if I'm really honest, if I'm not spending enough time with God, my flesh begins to take over because I haven't spent that time with him and him helping me correct my thinking. And I can look a lot yuckier than that. The enemy is constantly he is constantly offering us wrong thoughts, but we don't have to accept them. We actually can and should reject the lies and the negativity and the deceitful thinking that comes our way from the enemy. Romans 12:2 says, don't copy the behavior and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think, he can transform us into new people. Another version says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does he transform us? By changing the way we think, by renewing our minds. So tonight, if there's anyone else in here besides myself that could use some help and, and how they're thinking, I have some great news for you, okay? It's found in the Bible where we should look for all of the answers to life in the Bible. So first, let's define the problem. Let's define the problem so we can figure out the solution, okay? The Bible tells us in, in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, <laughs> 
I feel like I have to say it with an accent every time I hear it. On the contrary, <laughs> they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Okay, strongholds, that's the problem. What's a stronghold, okay? Let me tell you. A stronghold can be defined as someone who is in a prison, deceived, believing in their mind there is no way out. It's a prison in our mind, just like I talked about where these thoughts were all happening in my mind and I felt like there was no way out, but I was completely deceived. I was so deceived thinking I just had to think about whatever popped into my mind. It's a wrong mindset. And the enemy wants us to be stuck in this prison of deception in our mind, so he lies to us. And usually it's little by little. And let me tell you something about the enemy. He is sly and he is cunning, but we know his ways. We know how he works. But something about the enemy that you should also know is he is very patient. He's very patient and he will over and over and over again offer you a lie. And it's when you choose to accept the lie that he is offering that that stronghold is built in our mind. He tells us, he convinces us that we aren't enough, that we might fail, that we can't. And whatever that lie is, we can't move forward because we're so stuck in this prison of deception in our mind. The enemy is the father of lies and deception. His goal and mission in life is to kill, steal, and destroy us. So fortunately and unfortunately, we all have them. We all have strongholds. Fortunately, because you're not alone. Unfortunately, because so many of us have areas in our mind that are not aligned with the truth of God. And yet again, I have great news for you. Again, the Bible tells us how to get rid of them. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we destroy every proud obstacle, or other versions say pride, arguments, lofty opinion that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. I love this verse. I love, I, oh man, I, this gets me so excited. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to capture those thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. But when I can stand in my authority as a daughter of Jesus Christ and I can grasp the fact that the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me, then surely I can train my thoughts to align with the truth of God. I can. I can capture my negative, my critical, my judgmental, my fearful, my, my worried thoughts, and I can tell them to shut up. Shut up. You, I don't have to like receive those things. And it just gives me this like, mm. yes, I can. I can teach them to obey Christ. So the problem is the stronghold in our mind. The solution is we destroy them. We tear them down. We demolish them. So how do we do that? How do we demolish them? Well, it takes practice, okay? And, and there was a season in my life when I had to do um, a lot of talking to myself and I had to say shut up a lot more than I would like to admit um, just over and over just shut up nope nope shut up shh, shh quiet I had to just talk to myself a lot because there's this constant battle uh, of what my flesh tends to lean towards and that's negative and not nice and yucky and I had to practice rejecting those lies that the enemy was putting in front of me and I started combating my thinking with the truth of God we need to do a lot less listening to ourselves and a lot more talking to ourselves. 
When we listen to ourselves, we can spiral, but when we talk to ourselves, we can tell ourselves the right way to think. So I started fighting with these weapons that God gave me. I started using my armor, my helmet of salvation, my breastplate of righteousness, my belt of truth, my shoes of peace, my sword of spirit, my shield of faith. Okay, that's how I put my armor on every morning. I started using worship as a weapon. I started praying a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. And I started using God's word as my weapon to fight against those horrible thoughts I was having. Nothing will wage war more on your negative, fearful, critical, mean, worried thoughts than the living, active word of God. Nothing. Nothing. So we demolish and we destroy and we tear down these lies, these strongholds in our mind by speaking God's truth over our life. So for me, to my fear, I started declaring that God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. To my doubt, I spoke this verse in Proverbs 3, 3 through 5, over and over again, that I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart, and I will not lean on my own understanding. And in all of my ways, I was going to acknowledge him so that he could make my path straight. To my worry, I said, don't worry about anything, and said, pray about everything. Tell God what I need. And I was thanking him for what he had done. Then I would experience his peace that surpasses all understanding and his peace would guard my heart and my mind as I was living in him. To my chaotic thoughts, I said, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise to my lack of confidence in who God had created me to be. I said, for I can do everything that God, I can do everything through Christ who has given me strength. He was giving me the power to be myself to the places I felt defeated. I said, Romans 8, 13, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is mine. Overwhelming victory is mine through Christ who loves me. And I had to like yell these things to myself till I started believing them. I started binding up a spirit of pride that was causing this judgmental, critical, negative thinking in me, not just towards other people, but towards myself. And I started praying that the Lord would clothe me in humility. I started choosing thankfulness as a way of life. And I, and I got some accountability around me and I started texting my friends when I felt a little bit ungrateful. I started texting them every day something I was thankful for. And that completely began to renew my mind and my way of thinking. And as my thoughts were renewed, my life was starting to change. I began confessing truth until the truth started changing the way I thought and then it changed the way I lived. See how that works? We confess truth with our mouth and it changes the way we think and then it changes the way we live. And I still have to do it. I still have to talk to myself. I still have to declare truth over myself because the battle is not over yet. My mind still needs renewed. I still have to declare over and over the truth about who God says I am. So tonight, what lies What strongholds, what fearful, critical thoughts do you need to demolish? 
You can choose what you think about and you can choose what you take captive and tell it to shut up and tell it to obey Christ. And if you don't choose to think about what you're thinking about, your mind's gonna decide for you and more often than not, it's gonna be yucky. So you choose. You choose what you think about. Practically, what does this look like? It looks like every morning you wake up and you start this discipline of declaring words to live by. You start declaring truth over your life to that stronghold, whatever it is. Everyone has different ones. Maybe it's lies, maybe it's negativity, maybe it's, there's a, a ton of different things, like a ton of different strongholds, fear, worry, stress, any, anything that's coming against your mind that is setting itself up against Christ and the knowledge and the truth of who Christ is, we destroy it and we declare truth over it. Science says that we actually believe our voice more than any other voice. So we speak it out loud to ourselves. We talk to ourselves out loud. This is such an important truth to, to learn and, and something that we have to practice daily. So here's a few things I wanted to share with you that I have to say to myself. I have divine energy to do everything that God has called me to do. I am a worshiper. It's not what I do, it's who I am. I wake up every day with purpose and meaning and direction. Jesus is first in my life and I exist to serve and glorify him. Praying is as important to me as breathing. Worship and praise are my first response to every situation. God's word nourishes my soul and is my daily bread of life. I depend and lean on him for my answers. I will not worry, but I will choose to trust him and his peace will wash over me. My confidence is in Christ and Christ alone, not because of what I've done or what I am, but because of who he is and what he has done for me and in me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I trust God with my future because the Holy Spirit guides my steps and is a light into my path. My thoughts, my words, my attitudes are under the power and the authority of Jesus Christ and I take all of my thoughts captives and I make them obey Christ. These are things that I say to myself constantly because I had lies telling me all of the opposite things so I had to find truth in God's word so that I could demolish those strongholds in my mind. Again, 2 Corinthians 10.5, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God and we capture those thoughts and we teach them to obey Christ. Anything that gets in the way of us knowing Christ, we demolish it with declaring truth. So for you, tonight. Let's just close our eyes. For you, if you feel stressed, if you feel worried, maybe some of you are just tired. You're just like, I'm exhausted. The Bible says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Maybe you just feel frustrated and grumpy, and you just wake up that way for no apparent reason. Find God's truth about your stronghold and shut it down. Demolish it. You are capable. You can. You absolutely are a conqueror in Christ. So you start speaking that truth every morning over your life that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And your confidence is in Him. It's not in yourself. It's in who He created you to be. He created you with a purpose. He created you for a plan. 
He wants to do something with you and your life. He wants to make a difference in and through you. So you get that truth and you write it on your mirror or you make that verse a lock screen on your phone. So every morning, the first thing you see is that verse that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Maybe you make a bookmark and you put it in your Bible that you open up every day and you read that. Our thoughts matter. They matter more than we can imagine because where our thoughts go, our life will follow. Are you excited about where your thoughts are going? Get God's truth in front of you daily so that God can transform you into a new person by the way that you think. So tonight, God, we are asking that you would transform us. We want more, Jesus. We want more than, than our yucky flesh tends to, to go to, Jesus. We want you, we really, really do desire to please you and honor you. We wanna live lives that show others you. We wanna love people better. Lord, only you can help us do that. Would you begin to change our way of thinking? Would you boil up that inner strength that we need, that we can choose what we think about? And it matters to you. It matters to you what we're thinking about. And you wanna help us in that. God, you've given us all of the truth that we need in your word. And so tonight, Jesus, I pray that every student would go home and they would find that truth that they need to demolish strongholds in their mind that tomorrow morning they would wake up and they would declare truth and they would walk differently as their minds are being renewed and their minds are being transformed by you. God, thank you that you wanna help us. You're so good to us, Lord. Thank you for being patient with us while we try and figure out how to feed our spirit and starve our flesh. We want more of you, Jesus. At any cost, we want more of you. It's in your name we pray. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.